we know that the immune system does lie in the gut, in the digestive tract. And so when I was thinking about this cancer experience and testing my gut, I was like, wow, I really do see that my gut could use a lot more nourishment. And that's where I wanted to focus on what food I was eating, how I was eating it. Did I feel like I have enough digestive support and starting to pay a lot closer attention? Grown Girls, welcome back to the Girl We Grown Now podcast. I am your host, Victoria, and this week I am back with episode two of my body health series. In today's episode, I'm having a conversation with Dr. Jacqueline. She is a board-certified family medicine physician with expertise in both integrative and functional medicine. She is also certified and trained in advanced hormone optimization, Ayurvedic healing, breathwork, and trauma-informed care. She herself is a breast cancer survivor and a breast education advocate and has personally seen the impact of a comprehensive and holistic approach to empower her patients and to improve their health. In this episode, we are going to talk about what functional medicine is, how it can help us better understand our bodies, and how we can make lifestyle changes to live a healthier and happier life. Before I get into the conversation with Dr. Jacqueline, I wanted to talk about my own personal experience with functional medicine. I know for myself, before I learned about functional medicine back in 2020, I thought I was a lot healthier than I actually am. So it's been really eye-opening for me and I learned so much about my body and so much about what I have not been prioritizing in my health that I am now starting to prioritize and work on being more consistent with. For example, I never really thought about my sleep. I never really thought about my stress and I have come to realize that sleep is something that I'm really not that great at and it's something that I am now prioritizing. So I really hope that you guys tuned into last week's episode because Teresa gave us so much information and so many tips on sleep. And even in this episode, Dr. Jacqueline also talks about it a lot and just how monumental sleep is for our overall health. Okay, so I want to talk about my experience with Parsley Health. Parsley Health is a membership-based company where they connect you with a functional medicine medical expert, a health coach, and really they just help you get a whole comprehensive and holistic view of what your health looks like and they help you really optimize your health. So I joined Parsley Health in February of 2023. So I joined it this year and the membership is a yearly membership and you get five in-depth visits with your medical provider and these are virtual. So my first visit, they sent me a very, very, very long questionnaire and they asked me about how I'm feeling. They asked me about my family medical history and really they just asked me so many questions that I literally had to go to my parents and ask them like, hey, what runs in our family? And I learned so much about my family medical history from that questionnaire. And I'm not going to lie, my parents are kind of like, why are you asking so many questions? Because I just normally don't ask them questions about our family medical history and just different ailments or chronic illnesses that run in the family. And honestly, it was really eye-opening because our family genetics do play a role in our own medical history, but truly lifestyle. Like this is something I learned from Dr. Mark Heinemann that I literally say to everyone, especially my family, your genetics, they load the gun, but your life style is what pulls the trigger. So really understanding and knowing your family genetics so that you can make more informed decisions on how you can live your life in the healthiest way possible is what's really going to make a difference. So like I said, you get five visits with 
a medical provider, you also get by visit with a health coach. The health coach is there so that they can talk to you more about the recommended lifestyle changes, help you set achievable goals, and really just adjust the plan based on how your body is responding. So what you'll do is you'll first set up your visit with your medical provider. And then, like I said, the first visit was really in depth. We talked a lot about how I was feeling. And like I said, I already filled out that questionnaire about my family medical history and also just any symptoms that I had. And from that information, my medical provider, she decided on what labs would be helpful for me to get so that we can understand more of what's going on in my body. So I went and I got the blood work done. And then after you meet with your medical provider, you have an appointment with your health coach. So every time you meet with your medical provider, the next appointment is with your health coach so that you can talk about what you went through with your medical provider so they can help you make the lifestyle changes that you need to make based on how your visit with your medical provider went. So it's really nice to have a medical provider and a health coach work hand in hand because it just really gives you a holistic and comprehensive view of what you can do to improve your life and start living a healthier life. Also, another cool thing about Parsley Health is that we do get different discounts from other wellness companies. Like we have a discount with Athletic Greens, Side Market, Class Pass, Daily Dose, Dave Harvest, and a lot of other companies. So that's really nice as well. But I do want to be transparent. This is a costly investment, but if you are in the position where you can spend the money, it doesn't even have to be partially health. If you can find a local functional medicine doctor, I recommend finding the option that fits within your budget. And from my personal experience, I would say the cost is worth it. And it also really just depends like what you want. If you are in this space of really wanting to understand your body and being more connected with your health and how you're feeling and be your biggest advocate and being able to make really informed decisions, about your body and about the kind of medicines you take and what you put in it, functional medicine is going to help you. And even if you are in a place where that is just out of your budget or you're just not ready to make that big investment, I recommend just getting more connected with how you are feeling in your body and just really jotting down any symptoms you feel. For example, if you feel tired every morning, you never really feel rested, making a note of that. If you have a lot of brain fog, making a note of that. If you have any pain, if you just have anything that just you know, maybe you've been feeling like it's normal, but after you listen to this conversation that I have with Dr. Jacqueline and really just after you listen to the whole Body Health series, if you start to notice things that maybe aren't as normal as you have thought they were, then I would jot those things down go to your doctor, let them know how you're feeling, and then ask them what kind of tests can I do so that we can figure out what's going on inside your body so that you can make the necessary lifestyle changes. And a good doctor is going to hear you out and support you and however they can. And if your doctor is unwilling to hear you out and they're just like, oh, it's normal, you you know, you work full time, you're in your 30s or whatever, they just really aren't listening, then it's time to consider looking for a new doctor because there are doctors out there who will hear you out and who will listen to you. But just what I have learned as I've gotten older and just hearing other people's medical journeys is you have to be your biggest advocate. And if your doctor is not hearing you out, find another doctor who will. I really hope that one of the biggest things that you can take from this conversation is feeling empowered to advocate for your own health. So there's one more thing that I want to talk about with my functional medicine journey before we hop into the conversation with Dr. Jacqueline. It's the stool test that I took. So I talk about it a little bit with Dr. Jacqueline, but since I started listening to the doctor's pharmacy, which is Dr. Mark Hyman's podcast, 
I've been wanting to get a gut test. And I remember going to my primary doctor and telling her that I wanted one and she recommended me to a specialty doctor. But with my functional medicine doctor that I have through Parsley, we talked about it and she told me about the Genova stool test. So it's a three-day stool test and yes, you have to do it yourself. So, you know, it, it is what it is. I just told myself it was a science project so that I can get through it. And, you know, the first day was kind of like, oh my gosh, gross. But then, you know, after that, it's like, you know, I'm doing this for my health. So it is what it is. But I took the test and I talked about it with my doctor. And it was just really interesting to find out what was going on in my gut and just what was going on with my microbiome. I did find that I do have inflammation and I have an imbalance in the bacteria in my gut. So starting next month, I will be on a gut healing protocol, which I'm so excited about because for me, it's like, okay, first I found out things that I didn't know about my body. And then two, I'm taking the steps to heal it. So I'm just excited to see how much better I'm going to feel after doing this. And I'll totally have to get you guys an update. This is just one of those things that like if I didn't take this route or if I didn't go a route of finding another doctor who would hear me out and let me advocate for myself, then I might not have gotten to the point where I took a stool test. So again, health and living a healthier life, it really is a journey and it is just so nice to know what's going on with your body so that you can make changes. And I really do feel like lifestyle and the things that we do now are going to set us up for success in our future when it comes to our health. You know, another thing that I've learned through functional medicine is that these chronic illnesses and ailments and the way that we age, especially in America, it's not normal. But I feel like it's all we have known and all we have seen from, you know, our great grandparents to our grandparents and our parents. And so we've been conditioned to think it's normal and it's not. And if we can just change a few things in the way that we go about life, then I personally think it is very worth it to feel good right now, but also to feel good as we age. Okay, so I'm so excited for this conversation with Dr. Jacqueline. She was so, so sweet and just so knowledgeable. So I'm excited to share this knowledge with you all. All right, with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the conversation with Dr. Jacqueline. So that's how I found you because I am a Parsley patient. So you know, on the website, you can look at all of the providers. Uh So that's how I found you. Yeah, well, welcome. I like it. So I'm excited to talk about functional medicine because I was just like 30 minutes ago, I was on the phone with my friend and I was asking him, I was like, have you ever heard of functional medicine? He's like, no, what's that? So I feel like it is like people know about it more now. Like I know I learned about it through Dr. Mark Hyman's podcast and I started listening to that around COVID time, like around 2020. So I feel like more people know about it now, but I think there's still a lot of people who don't. So I'm excited to help people learn about it. Yeah. And congrats on the podcast, sharing your voice, sharing the information that you're getting access to. That's awesome. And I love that. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for coming on. I'm so excited. So let's jump right into it. Can you tell us what the difference between functional medicine and traditional medicine is? I'm sure you're going to find a lot of examples of this when you look it up online, right? Like a lot of people will look into that. But really what it comes down to is helping patients understand the root cause of disease. That's the basic premise behind it. And there are different components to understanding that. Like when you say root cause resolution medicine, the way that we do at Parsley, we want people to understand their bodies better. I want people to know what's going on. I want them to understand their physiology. So there's a lot of education that kind of comes with that. And more and more, 
more, our patients are also going to become a bit more checked into their bodies as well. They'll notice more symptoms, will help unlock this physiology, will explain these labs in more detail so that they can understand and educate themselves on this process. So functional medicine really is like a tool, a really great, awesome tool to help us understand people's health better. I got into it because I'm a board certified family doc and I got into it because of a breast cancer diagnosis. So I was diagnosed with breast cancer in my early 30s and that was a huge wake up call for me. Understanding my body and wanting to know how I can keep this like foundation post-cancer really great. I used functional medicine as that tool to really look under the hood and understand everything. Learning about my gut health, learning about my immune system, how my body is handling stress. You know about all that. There's there's so much to it. And I think that's where we kind of go beyond traditional medicine in that scope because I've never forgotten all those basics. I still practice foundational family practice, but then we also have this really great lens so that we can look deeper, look closer, more looks at cellular health, understanding this holistic perspective, which I think is really unique because that holistic perspective in the traditional world, it's really hard to blend the two. And I love that we get to practice that way. Yes, yes. I love that. So my after my first, I think my first visit was like an hour. So after yeah. that, I went to get lab work and <laughs> in functional <laughs> medicine, you guys test way more things than traditional doctors do because I am someone who would always get my yearly physical. So I would get the typical workup that they give you. And yeah. I don't know, maybe it's like a few vials of blood, but it was massively yeah. different. And then just getting my results and being able to talk through that with my doctor, I learned so so many things that I just, you know, maybe I'm not at an optimal level on certain things that I've just never heard of from my traditional doctor. So then, you know, me and her yeah. working together to correct that. And I think that's why I really like functional medicine because it's, as you said, it's a tool that you can really optimize your health and really know what's going on inside your body. Yeah. I mean, the labs for sure, like traditional doctors, and it's not like we're not traditional doctors ourselves, right? So mm. there's still a family practice doc at the heart of it. But I think having this lens and being able to draw some of those additional labs just gives us a more thorough picture. So oftentimes, a lot of patients will come to see us and they'll only have maybe one or two pages of lab work, really the nuts and bolts. But then there are some additional markers that we find to be super valuable to really look at this from a holistic perspective. And maybe that means additional nutrient markers or markers of inflammation or looking at cholesterol in more detail, meaning not just those basic numbers, but also looking at particle numbers or omega-3 levels or lipoprotein markers. So we really get this really nice comprehensive look. And I love hormones. I don't know if you knew that, Victoria, but that's something that I really love to talk about. So hormone health is huge for me. And a lot of my patients will come to see me specifically to talk about hormonal imbalances and we will get full hormone panels. So it's hard to know what's going on just by symptoms alone. Sometimes that's not the whole picture. And that's why we also have to dig deeper and look at health holistically, look at it from this comprehensive lens where we've got labs, sometimes we'll get specialty data, we're looking at this patient's story, we're understanding what's going on with their health and helping to put all those pieces together. Yes. So can you tell us what the four pillars that you all focus on? Yeah. So functional medicine, I, you know, it's, it's funny because when you look at pillars for functional medicine, I totally agree that these are things that are part of our everyday conversations with patients all the time. And I wouldn't say that there's four. I actually think that there are five. So one of the concepts that we always talk about is how are you nourishing your body? So the first one is nutrition, nourishment. The second one is sleep and really trying to prioritize and protect sleep sleep because of how valuable that is. It's so healing. There are so many things 
that are going on while we're sleeping. The next thing is making sure that we've got movement down because there is a balance between how much movement we need. And so many of us are working from home, especially during pandemic and beyond. And I think that that's also a tough one where people are often sedentary and need to move their bodies more. The other one is connection. That means connection to yourself and connection to communities, even like this one, really learning about your body, learning about your health, learning about things that people in their 30s and 40s are even experiencing. Having connection is really huge. And the last one is stress. So stress is really something that's addressed on multiple levels. It's stress and inflammatory response on your body. It's the stress of your experiences and relationships. It's the stress of everyday life. So we look at it from these lenses of understanding how you're nourishing your body. How well are you sleeping to recharge your battery? Are you moving or are you a lot more sedentary than you need to be? Do you have connection and community and support? And also that stress. And when I go back to the connection piece, I think one thing that kind of makes us a bit different is that we focus on your connection to yourself because that's really important for people to unlock too. Sometimes people will come to see us and they don't really understand their bodies that well. And nor do they like understand how those symptoms are really putting together the pieces of what's going on, whether it's gut health or brain fog or weight gain and you're stuck and you just can't lose that weight or wanting to understand how that metabolism works to help your body work for you. So those are really the five pillars instead of the four. Yeah, so connection was the one that I was missing, but that does make a lot of sense because I know we have to do the, I don't know, they're not called surveys, but I can't even think of what they're called, but the questionnaire (laughs) before a visit. And that really does force you to stay in tune with how you are feeling in your body. So I also really like that because that's something I never really thought of before. One thing I learned is that if you're used to feeling a certain way for a long period of time, it feels normal to you until you make a change and then you start to feel better. Right. That's a really good point. Your normal might not actually be where you can thrive. And you may just have been that way for so long and you thought that you're supposed to feel tired all the time and you're supposed to feel sluggish and you're supposed to have brain fog when you're 30 years old, you know? So a lot of these symptoms that are like have become your normal, sometimes patients just don't know how good they could feel. And really like taking a look at the labs, understanding the full history, you know, looking at this data, that's where we step in to help people understand that. The questionnaires, the questionnaires are intense for a reason because we do want to take it all the way back. When you look at somebody's birth history, and you look at maybe diseases or immune dysfunction or states of disease that may have happened throughout life, all of that helps to tell a story. So when you kind of like weave everything together, it helps you understand the person in front of you. So I really value those questionnaires and I always tell my patients to complete them before the visits so that I have time to study it before I'm seeing them and that way we can dive into those issues at hand and kind of have this reflection of all the things that they had put in on those questionnaires. So I know sometimes trying to make these changes can feel overwhelming if you do too much at once. So Mm. say someone's just starting, what one or two pillars would you say would be a good place to start for someone? Maybe they just are starting from scratch on healthy living. Yeah. Are you thinking about like lifestyle advice, like things that we'll often tell patients at a first visit or more of after labs have come back and they have additional data? More lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, time and time again, I think that protecting your sleep is really huge just because of the rare repair processes that happen when we sleep. And also making sure that you wake up and you're exposing your body to this natural light outside. Our bodies are aligned with a circadian rhythm with the sun and the moon. And that's also how our hormones work too. So if I want my hormones to really work in my favor and help to trigger some of those morning hormones to stimulate my body and get it going, that morning sun exposure outside is really helpful. And then of course, protecting 
protecting your sleep because that's almost like hitting that dishwasher button where it cleans all the dishes inside. It's the same thing for your cells, same thing for your body to renew. And so really protecting your sleep. A lot of times those are like some of the two bigger pillars that I'll see is are we getting enough sleep and are we reflecting on how we feel in the morning when we wake up? And then the next one I'd say is stress. At any age, that is such an important piece to hit on. How do you handle your stress? And not everybody feels like they have great coping mechanisms. I see that a lot. A lot of patients will come to me and they're like, look, I don't handle it, actually. I don't know how I handle my stress. And the first step is like talking about that and being like, okay, well, you know, let's talk about what things in your life are the most stressful and how can we prioritize what we need to focus on. For some people that are working and going to school and doing all the things, maybe it's just three inhales and exhales and a break from everything, including phone and social media. And you do that outside and you spend a minute just in the sun. That might be for you. Or maybe this is on your way home from work instead of listening to the news. Maybe this is just focusing on your on your breath work at that time. For some people, it might be just a walk outside or holding a loved one. A hug can do so much. It raises those happy endorphins, right? So there's a lot of like little ways that our health coaches really focus on this with our patients to really understand how can we meet these patients where their current situation is in life and help with just a few key gems. And maybe that's just one or two simple changes. Like instead of staying up until 11 p.m. scrolling on my phone, I'm going to make it 10 p.m. Or maybe we're going to start with 9 p.m. and then, you know, I'm going to put the phone down or put the computer down. Little changes over time, you stack those habits. And next thing you know, you're like, I can't believe that I was on my phone until 11 p.m. <laughs> so, you know, little things. So from a health coach perspective, those are some things that they'll often talk about. I think sleep and stress are probably at the top of the list because I just see that in so many patients and we know what kind of impact that has on health overall. Chronic disease development, inflammation in the body, feeling like you feel stuck and your body isn't working for you. Those are probably at the top of the list amongst so many other things along those pillars. I love that you mentioned sleep and stress. So I actually just did a episode on sleep. So I definitely dove into that because it is so important. But I feel like those are two things that people typically don't talk about as much when it comes to living a healthy lifestyle. I feel like we always hear about nutrition and movement, but the other two are less talked about. And even connection, I think, is less talked about. But I even know for myself, sometimes I can be stressed at work, but I don't know that I would have considered it stress. It's just like, oh, it's just another day at work. It's just really busy. you know. So I think yeah. it is like important to be in tune with that. Yeah. And think about how low-grade stress over long periods of time can also start to build and accumulate. Sometimes you just think of it as like little things, but then over time, we might feel a little stress from work and home life and relationships and family. And then all of a sudden, you kind of hit a wall where everything at once is starting to stress you out. And that's where we feel the overwhelm. So finding the right tools to help you understand where all of these little bits of stress are coming from and figuring out what's the best way for you to approach it. So what are some nutritional deficiencies that a lot of people don't know they have because it's not traditionally tested for? Yeah. So we have access to a lot of different labs through either Quest or LabCorp, any of the main labs. And then we also have access to specialty testing. I'll sometimes call them designer tests or specialty tests because it's a little outside the box to look at these kinds of things. But through regular labs like Quest or LabCorp, we can even look at markers that are not just vitamin D and B12. 
You know, those are probably the two that we'll commonly see tested. But I think it's also important to acknowledge that there are other nutrient deficiencies that are really important because what these nutrients can do is they help to support cellular health. They help to support how well those hormones function, how well each and every cell in your body is working. And while those two are probably the most common ones, we can actually test for other things like all of the B vitamins and antioxidant markers. We can even look at magnesium, a really important mineral. And I think that's another one that doesn't get enough attention is that a lot of patients are deficient in magnesium. Other things that come to mind, looking at how different nutrients affect each other, like maybe we're thinking about zinc and copper and how those two affect each other, or even how markers of inflammation can go up when our body is deficient in nutrients. So the first one that I think of there is like even the B vitamins. When our B vitamin levels are really low, it can also affect our mood. It can affect our cellular health. It can also affect markers of inflammation like homocysteine. And so that's one one tool that we'll use is making sure that we do labs to take a look and see what's going on as far as what these levels are doing. And we don't jump to supplementation first. We always have to think of how is this person nourishing their body? Are they getting in enough of these nutrients in their diet? And is that getting assimilated into their digestive tract? properly. Yes. I know you mentioned specialty designer tests. So I recently did the Genova stool test. Um, I told my doctor, I was like, oh, it was like a science project. I had to tell myself that because (laughs) I was like, whoa. But I remember maybe a couple years ago, I went to my primary doctor and I was asking her about a gut test. And she's like, oh, you need to make an appointment with, is it a gastro? Yeah. Mm -hmm. She told me I had to make an appointment with a specialty doctor. I just never did because I was like, oh, that sounds like all work. But then, you know, I joined Parsley and I was talking to my doctor through Parsley about it. And she told me about the Genova three-day stool test. And I took that. And I just think it's a game changer to know what's going on in your gut because yeah, actually um, there's things I have to improve. So it was really helpful yeah, to learn. Yeah. It's a really interesting test. I remember doing my very first one several years ago after breast cancer. And my now husband partner at the time, he had done the same test and we were like laughing at each other. We were like, you know, let's just both see what our guts are doing. You know, let's just see if we have guts that are great. And I remember after I did that test, it was so eye-opening for me too, because I was like, wow, I wasn't somebody who experienced a lot of digestive symptoms. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't feel like my bowel movements were irregular. I didn't feel like I had a lot of bloating or a lot of excessive gas or anything like that. But my immune system was severely compromised. And we know that the immune system does lie, you know, in the gut, in the digestive tract. Mm -hmm. And so when I was thinking about this cancer experience and testing my gut, I was like, wow, I really do see that my gut could use a lot more nourishment. And that's where I wanted to focus on what food I was eating, how I was eating it, did I feel like I have enough digestive support, and starting to pay a lot closer attention. And I did the same. I did like a a gut healing protocol in the beginning, and then of course changed a lot of the lifestyle habits around how I was eating and what I was eating. And I feel like it was really eye-opening. I was looking at the scores and looking at the different types of bacterial components that you'll get when you look at those results. And you're like, okay, some people really love data. And I was somebody who just valued that to kind of help me make those changes because I wasn't really like, you know, experiencing a whole lot of symptoms, but yet I knew how important and how valuable gut health was. Yes, definitely a game changer. I know I looked at my results before I met with my doctor and I was like... Okay. Well, we definitely need to talk about some things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And one thing that's great is it it, ad- it does address like, do we need more digestive enzyme support? 
Is there signs of a leaky gut or some inflammatory response that's happening there? Is there a nice ecosystem of bacterial species in the gut? So it's a nice introductory test. And for listeners, not everybody needs to have that kind of test. Sometimes we can just take a look and think about symptoms, think about the foods that you're eating, consider an elimination diet, you know, consider changing some of those lifestyle habits, but it can be helpful. Yeah. Since you mentioned elimination diet, can you talk a little bit about how someone would kind of go through that? Oh, yeah. Parsley has like an entire guide on it on our website. So if you go to the parsleyhealth.com slash blog, there are hundreds of articles there, but I would go to the guide section. So at the top, you're going to see different tabs. And there is a guide that goes through all of the education around an elimination diet. And our members at Parsley have access to Parsley Wellness Academy, where they have a community, a forum, they have video lectures that our health coaches talk through. But for anyone listening who's just looking for information about this elimination diet and how to perform it, check out the website and make sure that you download the free guide completely free. Nice. I didn't even realize there was a free guide on there. So yeah, thanks for doing that. So for anyone who just might not be seeing a functional medicine doctor, are there any tests or additional tests they should request when they go in to get their yearly blood work that you think mm-hmm. that everyone would benefit from getting tested? Yeah. I mean, that's so tough because, you know, just to put a blanket statement on any tests or all tests that everyone should get. But I think that people should be aware that these tests are available. And once you you get more in tune and you talk to your doctor about some of these symptoms and what's going on, there's no harm in asking about it, right? Because maybe that will also just be part of that conversation that'll open that up for both you and your doctor to talk about. I'm feeling like I may have a lot of inflammation and I know that there are some lab markers that could be helpful to help us understand that. And maybe from there, they can check those markers of inflammation. If you feel like you're having hormonal imbalances and you look at the list of symptoms and there are so many that are related to hormones and talking to your doctor about analyzing the hormone levels and looking at a full panel of maybe looking at your cortisol or your thyroid or even the sex hormones, those things can be helpful. If we think we might be depleted in nutrients and talking about that with your doctor, I think that's also part of the conversation. I'll also have some patients want to get further testing for blood sugar and cholesterol. And so sometimes it's not just those basic markers. We talked about that in the beginning. You can even ask and say, look, I'm looking for a more thorough or more comprehensive data set regarding my cholesterol because of my family history and my high levels of cholesterol in the past. And same thing goes for blood sugar, right? It's not always just checking the A1C. Maybe we want to look at somebody's fasted insulin and glucose levels. And so mentioning those things to your doctor, maybe we also want to check leptin. Maybe we also want that A1C in addition to the cholesterol markers. So I think it's important to assess what we want to try to accomplish when you're looking at those labs. What are your goals? Bringing up all of these symptoms, mentioning it to your doctor and advocating for yourself, that's really important important because I think a lot of patients, maybe they don't have access or the time, but those need to be at the top of your list. This is exactly what I'm experiencing right now. And I know that there are some tests that are available and I'd love to understand my body more. Can you help me? I think that's important. So I did that. It was after listening to Doctor's Pharmacy is the name of Dr. Mark Hyman's podcast. But after listening to that, I went to my primary doctor. I went to her and I was like, okay, I want to, I think it was the fasted insulin because I wanted to see if I had insulin resistance, which Mm. is something I had really never heard about before that episode. And Mm -hmm. so I had that tested to see like, okay, I don't think they really typically tell you if you are at a level that's insulin resistant. Mm -hmm. I went and got that checked and I was like, oh, look, mine's kind of high. So I need to start making some lifestyle changes. But otherwise, I don't think I would have known that if I didn't have that information. Yeah. And I mean, some of these things are very subtle, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, looking at family history, I think that's also an important piece when it comes to cardiometabolic conditions too. So that's why, you know, when you look at somebody's health, it's not just like what 
what's happening right now. We're looking at it from this holistic lens to learn about family history and medical history. What's been going on? What are you experiencing? What kinds of conditions have you had in the past? And so on. And if you don't feel like your doctor is going to listen to you, look for another one. You will find one who wants to help you, who wants to listen to you on these things. I think that's one thing that I can appreciate is that we've got time. At least with my patients, we have a lot more time. We have time to educate on why we're testing these things, what's important about them, what kind of data we're going to get back. And we get that full solid hour in that first visit, as well as that first follow-up. And I think to me, that's the juicy visit. That's the visit where we go through all the information, we lay out all the cards, and we talk about what we need to prioritize. This is where we need to start so that we can help get you on track to reach those goals. Yes, exactly. And I do like that you mentioned family history, because even before that first visit, that, like you said, the questionnaire is extensive. It was very extensive on family history. I literally had to go and ask my parents so many questions that I had never even thought to ask them. And I think a lot of times we just don't really know everything because we don't talk about it in our families. So even like yeah. you said, just like finding out like, do your parents have high cholesterol? Do they have high blood pressure? Is that something they've struggled with that you just don't know about? Like, does it yeah. run your family? And so I've done that a lot more now like this year with working with Parsley. So now I know a lot more. Oh, that's great. I mean, I feel like you are just in completing the questionnaires. You had already learned a lot about yourself just in those. Exactly. So yeah, it definitely has been a game changer as far as like understanding my health and my family history. So I know you, we talked a little bit about lifestyle changes, but just based on the five pillars that you gave us, if you could give us three tips of something we can do today oh. to just improve our lives, what would you say? Oh my gosh. Three is like, I mean, I can't like strengthen enough how important the sleep is. I feel like there's so much gold to protecting your sleep each and every day, making sure that you have really good quality sleep and that you wake up feeling rested as much as possible. Getting in that morning light is really what primes the brain to stimulate this hormone production that you want in the mornings. So that is also an important piece to it. Making sure that you are nourishing your body with nutrient-dense foods. That's also another piece to it. I'd probably put that at the top of the list as well. And then going back to stress. Do you have the right tools to help your body manage stress on a daily basis? I think that that's also foundational. And then maybe if I could sneak in one more in there, I'd say check in with yourself. How do I feel right now? Am I noticing any changes? What do I need more support with? Do I feel good right now? When is the last time I felt good if I don't feel good right now? And like learning about your body in that way, that's actually really important information for your doctor. So check in with yourself. Some people want to write about it, journal about it. Some people just want to keep bullet points so that they can kind of remind themselves about how they're feeling. But I think that's gold and that's valuable information that we kind of like talk through and flesh out because there are pearls there. How are those symptoms? And those symptoms are kind of going to give us those answers and help us when we're deciding on what tests to order, how to explain things to you, what we need to do next as far as lifestyle and working with your health coach and how can I help explain your body better. And even when you mentioned journaling, like some people like to journal and check in, it mm -hmm. also makes me think of sometimes in the beginning, if you're trying to eat more nutritious foods, like log your food. I know a lot of times I think I am eating way healthier than I actually am because I forget to put down like the handful of chips I had when I was bored, like in the middle of the day that I just forgot about. So I even think like logging my food has helped me realize like, oh, like I could make changes here and there, or I could try to reduce my snacking or pick a healthier snack and things like that. So that has also just been like another game changer. That's interesting because our health coaches will often recommend that. And I think there's a style choice to it, right? Like some people will find writing that down as really helpful so they can see it all. And then I'll have some patients that are like, Dr. Jacqueline, it's too much to log every single thing that I'm eating and drinking for, you know, 
five days. And instead, I'll kind of tell them, all right, well, if that's too much, then let's just do one day. And every single time that you put one food or you drink a sip of something, ask yourself if this feels like it's nourishing. Does this seem like it's nourishing to me? It's hard to say, yeah, this feels nourishing in the sense that this is a chocolate bar or a bag of potato chips versus a salad with light dressing or this awesome protein that you wanted to eat. So just ask yourself, does this feel nourishing? And then sometimes they'll come back and they'll be like, no, I was asking myself that all day. And I only had two or three moments where I felt like what I was doing was nourishing. And maybe that was that glass of water that I had first thing when I woke up. (laughs) So that might be a trick if you're not somebody who likes to write everything down and just ask yourself, am I really nourishing myself by eating this? I like that because it kind of will take away the mindless eating because for people who like me who get bored and just mindlessly eat sometimes, (laughs) that will take that away when you stop to be like, oh, is this nourishing me? Or even, oh, am I hungry or am I thirsty? Just things like that. Really helpful. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad that you're loving your experience so far with us. Thank you so much. Yeah, I learned about Parsley through one of my coworkers who lives in LA and it's been great ever since. So thank you, Dr. Jacqueline, for coming on. I definitely appreciate all the knowledge that you gave us. Of course. Thank you all for tuning into this week's episode. If you really loved the episode and you felt like it resonated with you, be sure to share the love and share the episode with a friend. Also, if you could take a minute and head to the review section wherever you listen to your podcast and leave me a review, letting me know what you're loving about these episodes and which topics you want to hear next. That way, I can make sure that I continue creating episodes that you love. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode. Until next week, bye, grown girl gang.